As leaders, it's so easy for us to get caught up in tasks, strategies, and our to-dos. But all of those things have no value if we don't know how to take care of the people we oversee. If strategies and tasks cause us to neglect our people, then no matter the results we're getting, they're worthless. So how do we lead at a high level, get incredible results, while still taking care of our people? Well, welcome to the Good Leader Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Good Leader Podcast. I tell you what, I've been missing everybody. I've been missing everyone, and now all of my insecurities are coming up as I've been listening to the episodes without me, and they're good. They're really oh, good. What? They're fantastic. They're awesome, and I all of my greatest fears. Nobody needs me. I am irrelevant. <laughs> It's why never the same am, without I you. I promise. Uh, well, it, I know it seems better, and it kind of—I'll be honest—the the, the insecurities <laughs> arose. I was in beautiful South Dakota listening, and I'm like, they've forgotten me. They've absolutely forgotten me. They don't even need me to say good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Aunt did Josh that didn't me. even do it. Josh Aunt did, did it. it. Aunt did it, which made me—that's why—that's why I love you more than Josh. Josh is great. <laughs> Josh is great. We love him, but he's over there hanging out with all the cool kids, um, all the cool kids in the rock and roll stage. And you and I, we're over here uh, in the study books. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. We're the nerds. We're in the books, making the grades and not being cool over with Josh. That's the difference. No. Speak you know? for yourself. Speak for yourself. Yeah, Jess is a good breed. That's she's true. A, she's half in the books, but... You know, she's with Briston Maroney. Backstage. That's true. Every she's single day. Definitely, she is definitely the roadie there. over there with Maroney. The Maroney <laughs> roadie. That's it. Maroties. You're a Maroney. That's hey, it. Yo. Is that a thing? The Maroties? Well, That's pretty we good. Might, we might have more time for Josh now because he was with um, the band Rainbow Kitten Surprise and they actually just canceled the rest of their tour. So Obviously. Tell me something I don't means, know. This means that Kluge has more time for us. That's all I'm hearing. I love it. Well, the last time I talked to Kluge, he came back from London, and um, I'm coming back from South Dakota. So that tells you the the two lives that we're living. (laughs) Josh Kluge, Josh Kluge, a man of the world, is by himself rocking and rolling literally in London. Jared Murr, a.k.a. Clark Griswold, National Lampoon's vacation, is in his suburban with his three children and wife traipsing (laughs) 14 hours from Oklahoma to the Black Hills of South Dakota, but it was wonderful. We had a great vacation. Thank you for asking. The Black Hills are fantastic, and it's well worth the trip. You should go. We checked out the Badlands, Mount Rushmore, Crazy Horse Memorial, uh, Custer State Park. It's amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. For another day, another time, we will talk about it. That's where I've been, though, and so it is good to be back, and I want to thank everybody for holding down the fort. Thank you very much, loyal listeners. I know that you prefer it. All the fan mail's coming in. Anja's the greatest thing since sliced bread. I got to say, which I will say, I'll save it for another day. This will be a teaser, but we're going to have a whole podcast on do I agree or disagree with something Anja said. I took notes. <laughs> I took notes. I'm ready. I'm so ready. Jess, I took notes and she, I don't know if I don't use the word, I don't know, I don't want to use the word deliberate, but she completely disagreed with me on something and she, she wasn't coming at me, but she was sub, she was subtweeting me the whole time. She was subtweeting me the entire episode and what? we're going to, we're going to address this. We're going to address it. Not today. I can't not today. wait. I, I, it's gonna, I am, it's, I am ready. racking my brain because I, 
I don't oh, know yeah. if you were and, the pinnacle of. <laughs> but it's going to be, it's going to come back and we're going to talk about it. But Kyle was great. Josh was great. In all sincerity, I love it. Talking about leader lunacy, you can't do it by yourself. You can't do it by yourself. And if you're doing it by yourself, you're doing something wrong. You know, uh, if you're a leader by yourself, you're just going for a walk. Some sort of proverb says something like that. We've tried <laughs> to deduce that in the past, but it's really the truth. And that's what all of these leaders represent. And today, our episode is going to be about delegation and empowering others. Very quickly, we'll give you the delegation cycle. And it's so good that we're going to have to unpack it throughout the fall in another season of the Good Leader Podcast, because today we have Leader Lunacy. Give us the update. Just treat. We want to know who are the final four. I'm ready. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. I'm ready because all of my four are alive. Right now, before I know the results, hmm. all my four are alive, but I'm very nervous that I'm going to only end up with one. I feel I feel confident in two. I think I'm going to get two in and I'm going to have two out. That's what I think is going to happen. But go ahead. Okay. Can't wait to surprise you with this one. Walt Disney beat Jackie Robinson by 59%. Boom. That's that my boy. That was a close one. Boom, that that's was my getting boy. so close. That was good. But I had Disney in. All right. I'm one for one. Let's go. Give me the next one. Abe Lincoln lost to Churchill. Abe Lincoln lost to Churchill, didn't he? You're wrong. (gasps) He won? Abe Lincoln beat Winston Churchill by 62%. Woo! Yeah. That's something we need to be talking about. By (laughs) by 62%? Like, wow. Okay. Yeah, a lot. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, this is good. This is good. MLK beat Harriet Tubman by 77%. (sighs) Okay, hold on. Hold on. Moment of silence. It's not good podcasting. Moment of silence. God bless you, Harriet. Mm -hmm. God bless you. I have a I have a strong affinity for Harriet Tubman. You Um, both do. We both do. I was going to say this is Anj and I share this connection. I was devastated. R.I.P. I actually I actually voted for MLK, but it would not be unfair for us to say that someone like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. stood on the shoulders of the giant Harriet Tubman. That's right. So, you know what I'm saying? So let's let's his recognize. His win is her win, really. His, yes, his win is her win. And you know what? She's such a good leader. She would prefer this. If Harriet was sitting right here, she would say, let Martin take the stage. Martin, you woman. got it. That's a what she would woman, say. Harriet Tubman. She, she would say. And Jared has personified her, so he knows. <laughs> I have. I know. I have embodied. I have embodied so, so Harriet Tubman. So have you, what do you so, think? We both say. have. It's what Mike and Jared's think? fun fact. We both have in my innocence of childhood. That doesn't play well in 2022, I know. But at the time, <laughs> it was a different time back then. It was a different time. We can't judge. You cannot judge yesterday's decisions on today's wisdom, Ange. You can't do sure it. Sure can't. And I'm not going to sure go back. Can. I'm not going to cancel fourth grade Jared Murr. I'm not going to do it. His heart, right. was, his heart was in the right place. And it, <laughs> it created a deep admiration for Harriet Tubman to this day. So, you know, Moses herself. That's... But I'm three for three. I am three for three in leader lunacy. I think I'm going to lose this one. Although I would actually fight for this one. Who won between Gandhi and Julius Caesar? Let me have it. Julius Caesar won by 53%. I thought so. Wait, but 53 to 47? It was was very close. Mm -hmm. It was very close. I know. Damn it. Oh, I was three for four. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's pretty good. The odds are still pretty good there. I feel good about that. Harriet Tubman and Winston Churchill were my two like running like they've just got to win it and they both lost it. So mm. so did you end up with any of the final four? Did you pick any of the final four? Well, we do know that I never really fully completed the bracket. Remember, so I, that's I just a no. Zero. So well, you got I forgot zero. about it. <laughs> zero. But Churchill and Tubman were two were were both in my. I've been saying it every week. However, well, 
I really, I like this. Let's dive into this very quickly. Uh, Each one, we're going to go around the horn, and I want to hear your quick thoughts, your highs, lows of these four. Jess, you've been in the thick of this. You're the orchestrator of this entire tournament. You were working with all the other minions, figuring out. uh, By the way, poll of the day. uh, my medium minions, they're they're offended by the word minion, and I'm curious yeah. what, what the world thinks. I mean it as a compliment. Minions are adorable, and they're amazing, and they're a big box office hit. I don't know why we wouldn't why you wouldn't want to be a minion. Some would who say said? the minions are better than the original. Would you who have the, the minions? Who said that word, minions was bad? Word on the street. The do last, I remember? The last meeting we had me? this week. We were in a meeting this week, and the minions have turned yeah, into the— there. What are they called? The bottle rockets? The ro- what do you, what no, do they call rockets. themselves? I know. I don't The bottle like rockets? It, I will say just no. rockets. Jess, where did that come from? I just can't remember rockets. why. Our Slack channel is called Team Rockets. Is it's that like because, a Pokemon? Like from Pokemon? No. no I don't okay. know Pokemon, it's so I have to strongly say no. It's literally so random. Like, it doesn't actually mean anything Okay, at all. we'll it save it for another day, but yeah. Minions is a compliment. <laughs> I love it. Jess, you and the Minions have been thinking of this. What do you think? Disney, Lincoln, MLK, Julius Caesar, are you, what's, what are your immediate thoughts? You have 30 seconds. The floor is yours. Go. I had Winston Churchill winning it all. So, tr- truly mm-hmm. devastated about that loss. Um, and I, th- I honestly think at this point in our final four, I think MLK is going to sweep through and win it all. That's just, I'm predicting the future now. I think that's where we're going in this direction. Okay. okay. Anxious to see it. Anch, what are your thoughts on these final four? They're not the final four I would have preferred, but they're not a bad final four by any means. I, I, It's hard for me. I could see MLK taking the gold, but Walt Disney is also, I think he might sneak attack right around MLK just you know, knowing our audience and just how many documentaries are made after one person. Yep. Yep. Feels like feels like he could take the lead, but I don't know. We'll see. Yep. Yep. The stats are in. So, so far I'm winning out of our little contest. Uh, not that it was a contest, uh, but I got three out of four. My takeaway is I'm not surprised by Julius Caesar over Gandhi. I chose Gandhi because I thought our audience would go a little younger. I actually thought his nonviolent resistance would actually win over a little more people than the absolute violence of Julius Caesar. Um, I actually think that I actually think this shows the lack of education from our audience. That's what I think. I, agree, I actually I agree. I, I actually, thought that across the board. I mm-hmm. actually think that of all of these, uh, a fine four, and Julius Caesar, of course. Um, if you say you know, basically not necessarily, but essentially the creator of the Roman Empire. That's an astounding fact. But I've kind of come around. I'm not. I'm not all the way on Team Ansh, where it's like, um, you know, global influence doesn't matter at all. Um, you know, if you know how to be nice to your postal worker, then you're the best okay. leader on the planet. You know, like you know, it yeah, really is. That's dramatic. Impact. Impact matters. But how do you talk to the checker outer at Walmart? That's really what defines leadership. Now, not, I, I don't actually disagree with that, but that's not quite what I've said. Well, and I don't it's quite... It's a bit of an exaggeration. I, I'm not quite there, but I will say in my study and in my personal maturation of how I view leadership, I would actually pick Gandhi over Julius Caesar if you just said, Jared, who do you think is the better leader? And I would say Gandhi. I don't know that I would have said that 10 years ago or 15 years ago because I do, I do think I weighted impact. Um, but now, because I, I, I also am saying you know, leadership isn't only defined by intent. 
But the older that I get, I weigh intent more heavily. I also weigh the impact versus methodology more heavily. In other words, mm-hmm. it's not just the impact, but it's like, wow, look at the impact Gandhi had with his nonviolent resistance, without holding political office, without some sort of massive economic power behind him. Absolutely phenomenal. So I'm really disappointed in Gandhi not making it, but the other three I can totally see. Um, also, all males. We got all males in this. I don't know if you noticed that. I don't know what that says. Of course I noticed that. That's why I, was I figured for you would. I figured you did. I figured you did. Um, I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest. Um, I am, um, I'm interested in that. It's not worth unpacking today because it'd be too long. Be too long. Hold your your tongue, ladies. I know, I know. So I'm not, we don't have time for that today. But I will say, I noticed. And I was like, We "Hmm." don't have time for women's rights, Jared? Um, Is that what you're saying? We don't have time to overcome the world's perception of women. That's what we don't have time for, Jess. We We sure don't. We don't have time for that. Um, that's a mountain that I will continue to climb and fight until my dying breath. Oh my I I believe and defend women's rights so much that I will shut up any woman I have to to fight for it. I will I will put them I will put any woman I have to behind me to show how much I care. Wow, <laughs> good res- great response. What a gracious leader. Yeah. I'm, Fearless, I'm gracious. Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course, I'm kidding. Well, I'm. I obviously I'm outnumbered here. Sixty-six yeah. percent of this podcast is female. I truly, I am. Hey, I might not be the world's greatest feminist, but I wish I was. How about that? That's where I feel. That's how I feel. And uh, I, I say that joke. That's a fun reference to a stupid movie called Suicide Squad. The uh, that has one of the best lines. And this is where we'll go to break. But it's a great line on leadership. Have you seen that stupid movie Suicide Squad, Jess? The newest. I love one. it. No, have, have you, you seen heard the it? Soundtrack. Have oh, you heard the okay. Soundtrack? Right. No, I haven't heard the soundtrack. I'll check it's it out. Anch, have you seen it? This it's got like. Have you seen it, Anch? It's Mar- well, Margot no. Robbie, Will Smith. No. Oh no no no! Not that one. Not that one. Now that's fine. That's good. I'm cool. That you, not that one. There was a new one, like like within the last year. It's got. Um, Is it Birds with Prey? Birds of Prey or whatever? Nope, nope, nope. That's another Harley Quinn movie. This was another. It's got John Cena in it, and it's got. Um, oh gosh, what's the guy? Who's the guy that's dating uh, Kim Kardashian? Pete Comedian. Davidson. Pete Davidson. He's in it. Um, and uh, yeah, Pete Davidson. The the He's least funny. It? The least funny comedian to ever get oh, his name as a comedian. Leave my little PD alone. Exactly. I yeah. Exactly. Yes. That guy, that guy. Exactly. I've never seen anyone get further because of the sympathy vote than Pete Davidson. I mean, That's true. I'm serious. Yeah. It's like, wow, That's you true. do you just keep getting hired because people feel sorry for you? It's got to be. That's it. Yeah. So, yes, your reaction That's is perfect a, actually. That is a topic for another podcast for sure. Well, I, I will die on that hill. Um oh all my right. God. But anyway, it's a suicide squad. John Cena's in it. Let's end with this. John Cena plays a character called Peacemaker. All right? So, he's like this military-based Got guns. He's shooting everybody. He is killing everyone, okay? He is killing everybody in this movie. And this guy says, you kill everyone. Why are you called the Peacemaker? Like, that's his superhero name. Why are you called the Peacemaker? And he goes, I love peace more than anything. I love peace so much that I'll do anything I have to to achieve it. And I don't care how many women and children I have to kill to do it. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) 
It's I'm, so good. The way that's you memorize was, that scares me. That's I'm, what I was channeling. <laughs> that's what I was channeling when I said, I am such a, a fighter for women's rights. I don't care how many women I have to step on to achieve it, that these women deserve it. That's what I was channeling. All right, enough of that. I'm just being silly today. I'm back from vacation. I'm having a good time. After the break, I'm, I'm it's lunacy. That's what it is. It's leaner lunacy. I've had so much of it. I'm becoming a lunatic myself. After this, we're going to talk about the delegation cycle and then we're going to wrap up the day individuals leadership potential and we just can't do it without you visit www.ps.company to explore topics workshops and curriculum let's create positive change together your host of the good leader podcast and ceo of paradigm shift jared murr takes us on the journey of cross-generational leadership with his new book eight track to emoji you can find your copy of eight track to emoji on jaredmurr.com Thank you, Abigail, for promoting Paradigm Shift Leadership, here for all your leadership needs. All right, let's talk about the delegation cycle. This is really quick. This is so, Ansh, you're going to love it. Yeah. I, I've always loved I delegation, it. of course. I, I, it's a, if you don't, then you're not doing leadership right. But I'm not yeah. going to say I'm the world's greatest at it. And it's one of those things. It's like chess. It's easy to learn, impossible to master. You're going to take yeah. a lifetime getting better at it, figuring it out, and all those types of things. But I, this summer... I've done a lot of reading, writing, thinking about delegation, and I've come up with this three-step kind of cycle that I'd like to introduce today, and then we'll unpack at later episodes. Um, and I've also got the rules of delegation, and I don't know that I've ever seen it presented that way. So I'm telling you now, because there is a power in the Good Leader Podcast, I believe there is a power in, in setting yourself up for success through accountability. And so part of my accountability is this group, the people in this podcast, and I want you to hold me to, Jared, you've been talking about the rules of delegation. What does that mean? What are these rules? Um, and so the rules of delegation begin with this delegation cycle, and it's three steps. And I've been thinking of it specifically with this tournament, because even though we're highlighting these leaders, specifically these leaders, the ones that are here, in the final four, Disney, Lincoln, Martin Luther King Jr., Julius Caesar, none of these individuals would have achieved anything on their own. That's the truth. We know mm -hmm. that. They're the headliner. The visionary is important. One of my favorite videos, and if you've never checked it out, it's worth a Google, is The First Follower. I don't know if ever anyone's seen that video. A few ladies have seen it. It's called The First Follower, Leadership Lessons from the Dancing Guy. It's a great, great video. It's phenomenal. It's a wonderful leadership lesson in three minutes. I've been a fan of it for about 15 years. Great, great stuff. And he talks about the first follower, that without the first follower, these visionaries would be lone nuts, that you have to have the first follower. You have to have someone, that those recruit other people. And now we have a movement. The video, it shows this man dancing at an outdoor music festival. Just treat right up your alley. You'd probably date the guy. So he's over there. Probably. He's got it. He's got his shirt off. He's wearing like these spandex shorts. Love and he is ready. just 
I know. He, yeah, you watch the video. He doesn't have enough tattoos, but you would like it. So he's going crazy. He is just dancing. And I mean, he is not a good dancer, but he is feeling the music. He is loving it. And he is living his best life. And he's just going nuts. And then there's a narrator over the video talking about the leadership lessons. It's a great video. Watch it. Seriously, everyone out there listening, it's worth Googling up. Leadership lessons from the dancing guy. In the video, some other gentleman walks up to him and starts dancing also. He starts dancing. And then the way the guy, the way that the guy interacts with that gentleman that approaches him is where the leadership lessons begin. It's really cool. Check it out. All that being said, movements don't happen with one person. They might begin with one. Mm-hmm. They might have a champion. They might have a spark, but they got to have other people behind them. And with that being said, this leader lunacy has just shown me the importance if leaders, of leadership in building the team. And what that looks like in modern terminology for most of us is we're not necessarily starting movements or campaigns or championing some sort of worldwide change, but we are in the position to delegate better. And if we want to scale our business, if we want to increase our numbers, if we want to um, increase our involvement, our impact, our influence, then it's probably going to come down to delegation. In fact, if I was going to summarize it, if someone just came to me and said, hey, what do I need to do better? Knowing nothing about their business, knowing nothing about their nonprofit, if they just said, what is your best piece of advice? I would say delegate more and delegate better. That's Mm -hmm. probably something that no matter how well you're doing or where you are in the process that we need to continually revisit and think about. So with that in mind, what and how do we delegate? The delegation cycle is the three-step process that you never finish. That's why it's a cycle. One just feeds the other. Assess, empower, celebrate. Assess, empower, celebrate. That sounds very simple, but I like all three ingredients. And I don't know that without all three ingredients, you would have the best delegation or complete delegation. I think that often we assess, sometimes we empower, sometimes we celebrate, but then that celebration goes back to an assessment because we don't stop. So it's after you celebrate whatever, whatever we have won, whatever victory we have, whatever job has been done well, then we go back to assessment. So we're going to unpack this later on, but it's assess, empower, and celebrate. And I enjoy this terminology because you can start at any point. If you right now are a one-person show, I am a solo entrepreneur, and I have no money, and I have no one on my team, but I have an idea. I have this thought. I want to do something. Assessment is the first step. And assess what resources do you have. Who could be your first followers? What takes you one step further? What takes you one inch further? That's the assessment. And then specifically with delegation, it's not just an employee to an employer relationship, supervisor to a report. It's also an empowerment of your peers. It's a delegation of a thought. It's a delegation of an idea. It's a delegation of recruiting to say, okay, who else is on my team? How can I delegate this? That delegation could then turn into outsourcing. And you might say, well, I don't have enough money to outsource anything. Well, you might not have enough money yet, but if you assess it, you know what you're going to delegate next. You know what you're going to outsource next. So that's the assessment piece. And what I love about that is no matter where you are, you should always be assessing. Even right now, there are things that I know I need to delegate or we need more hands-on or we need a different approach. And we're in the assessment phase. We're not ready to pull the trigger. 
We're not even ready to delegate this yet. But it is not out of neglect. It is an awareness and knowing, okay, and then the next step is empower. And empowerment, we could talk about for days, but empowerment is this idea. It's this combination of responsibility with authority. If you're not giving both, you're not really empowering someone. Often we give the responsibility. I've empowered you to do this. I said you're in charge of it. Yes, and then you gave the person no authority. Anytime someone goes to them with a question, you overcut them. You say, oh, no, 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 don't ask them, ask me. You change it. Well, I I thought I was in charge of this. Well, you were, but I just kind of stepped in. Well, that's not authority. You gave the responsibility, but no authority. Or you've given authority without responsibility. You tell someone, and maybe you mean it as a leader, hey, you're great. I trust you. You're an awesome team member. I'm so incredibly impressed. Great. And I'm sitting on nothing. You still take all the important jobs. You still take all the important stuff. You tell me that you believe in me and you give me no responsibility. You have Mm -hmm. to have both if you're going to empower someone. Responsibility and authority. You have to have that in tandem. You have to have that in balance. And you have to have that appropriate to the level of that person's abilities and then stretch them. Grow that. And finally, the last piece is, of course, is celebrate, that that's where delegation is recognition, that if you really want to delegate, that you empower them, but then you do not just continue to empower and give more responsibility, even if you're giving more authority, without that acknowledgement, and certainly on the celebrate, not taking the praise for yourself. You cannot, as good leaders, one of my favorite mantras is that we are quick, absolutely quick, to give away the praise and absolutely quick to take the blame. Absolutely. As a leader that I should be quick to take the take the blame and I should be quick to give the praise. That's celebration. That's what we've got. All right. Now, hopefully that was good. Now what? Ladies, we've talked about leader lunacy. We've talked about women's empowerment and rights. We're all firm feminists here. <laughs> and now we've been talking about the delegation cycle. What do you think about that? That's I know that that's the first time you're hearing it. So give me your quick thoughts. Wrap us up by what I got right, what I got wrong, what I should do better on higher. I think you touched on this, but the biggest thing to keep in mind with delegation in general, I love the cycle, but the idea of delegation is you do not have to hold a leadership title in order to delegate. It is, I think that is like such a simple thought and not necessarily um, action that we take in our lives. Like, oh, I don't have anyone to delegate to. Jared, you challenged me this when I first started here. Like, I don't have anyone to, I don't have a team, I don't have anyone to delegate to, but like, what do my lateral relationships look like? Do I'm, there were sometimes I was even delegating to people above me. I was delegating stuff back to Jared. Like, all right, it balls in your court now. I mean, here you go. So I would encourage like, delegation is not only top to bottom, it is lateral. And it is also even sometimes you to up as well. You to your superior as well, you you to you. I've taken this as far as I can, delegate this piece to you. Um, And sometimes I think that's a misconception. So you do not need to have a leadership title in order to delegate. Love it. I love it. That's phenomenal, Anj. I love it. I love it. I love it. That is great stuff. We see. This is why we need like a whole series, not just a not just an episode. That in and yeah. of itself is so good. I, I love the the terminology to use there. I especially love as an overseer. Gosh, okay, I shouldn't even unpack this. But as an overseer, <laughs> sometimes people are sitting there frustrated, but the overseer doesn't even know that mm-hmm. if I if, if you would throw this back to me, I will gladly do my task. I will gladly approve that. Mm-hmm. I will gladly do that, but I'm sitting over here blind. So you've got to delegate. And that sometimes delegation looks a lot different, doesn't it? Sometimes it's just informing. Mm-hmm. What is delegation? It's just informing that person. Hey, I can't do this without you doing that. Oh, excellent. I will do that. Okay, Jess Treat, what's your takeaway from today? 
The most important part to remember about this is that you truly hit on that it's a cycle and not just a three-step thing that just happens and then goes away. And I think it's ever-changing and constant as well. So it's super important to remember, like Anj said, like you can delegate higher, you can delegate lower, it doesn't matter, but you're constantly going to come back to the cycle. And also that's okay. That, if that makes sense like it's okay to keep coming back to the cycle and it's okay that it changes absolutely it's okay not only that if you haven't done it well in the past don't worry it's never going to end anyway so start today we are the good leader podcast and we appreciate you joining us today i hope that you are having a great day a great week a great month wherever you are and whatever you are doing join us for the finals we've got the final four we're gonna see who is it gonna be disney lincoln Martin Luther King Jr. or Julius Caesar. I have uh, Disney, by the way, and MLK in my finals. So hope is alive for me. Hope is alive. We'll see what the good leader nation says. But until then, go out there, check us out on at Paradigm Shift Leadership on Instagram, on TikTok, on anywhere that you can find us. All of those, I don't know, that's dumb. I said anywhere you can find us, we're there. Hey, wherever you are, that's where we are. We're there. Wherever you go, we will be there. And join us next week. Until then, go out there and be a good leader.